Let's pray. Help us, Lord, to serve you with a whole heart, with a willing mind. Lord, help us to go after you, to find you, and may our lives be guided and directed by your word and through the intimate relationship that we have with you, Lord. Help us to develop that. Help us to increase it tonight, Lord. We also want to make mention and pray for, uh, I want to pray for my son, Jonathan, overseas. He's deployed right now, and I want to pray for his unit and protection over them. Father, I just want to uh, uh, pray for the guys, Guzo, Boysen, Jared, all of them, Lord, just just uh, help them to be able to make the right decisions and give them wisdom, Lord. I also want to pray for the young family. I want to pray for Pastor Kevin, Lord. I want to pray for Sister Debbie, and for Michelle, for Caitlin, and Jenna, Lord, and, uh, I just ask that you visit each one of them individually to comfort them and, and to just draw them close to you through this time, Lord. We just love you and we praise you and we thank you for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you have your Bibles tonight, uh, you can go to Genesis. We're going to go to Genesis, the fifth chapter, the 22nd verse, and we're going to read just a small passage about a man named Enoch. And uh, we don't really see a whole lot about Enoch, but this is what it says. It says, then Enoch walked with God 300 years. After he became the father of Methuselah, one of the oldest men ever, uh, and had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. Lord, just speak to us. Once again, we just come to you and, and just ask you to speak to us tonight through your word in Jesus' name. Well, Proverbs 4.32 says, for the devious are an abomination to the Lord, but he, the Lord, is intimate with the upright. Let me read that one more time. It says, for the devious are an abomination to the Lord, but he, the Lord, is intimate with the upright. How many devious people do we have here tonight? 
I'm just kidding. Don't raise your hand. Andre, you can put your hand down. <laughs> let, me, let me ask a serious question, though. Let me ask you, how many would say that you have an intimate relationship with God? I know many times when we think of an intimate relationship, we're thinking more about our significant other or maybe somebody, somebody that we're interested in. And, and we're thinking along the lines of getting to know them more and, and their likes and their dislikes and what's their favorite color, um, what type of music do they like, all of these types of things. But what I'd really like to take a look at tonight is, is it actually possible to have feelings for the creator of the universe. What do, do you think that looks like? I know that Enoch was such an amazing, had such an re amazing relationship with God that he was taken. In the beginning, in the garden, Adam uh, would walk with God in the cool of the day. He had a close, intimate relationship with God. And that's why we were created. We were created to be intimate with him. You may say, well, where am I going to find a place like the Garden of Eden? I live in Hawthorne or Lenox or Inglewood. And for once, it's not all about location, 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 because where you find the intimacy with God is in your heart. It's a place in your heart. Um, because physically, for me anyway, many times the cool of the day, and where I meet with God in my heart starts at Hawthorne Police Station. And I go down Broadway and uh, up Inglewood Ave and 120th under the freeway past the Mendez house uh, to aviation and back. And I say pray for, prayer for the Mendez family because they've been a real blessing to me over the years. Um, but as I'm walking, I try to discipline myself to think about what is good. I think about what is pure, and what is holy. And, and in return, God brings me to a place where uh, there's peace and comfort. It's a peace that the world doesn't give. And then I focus on him more. And again, he gives back to me the confidence and the direction that I need to face the day that day. Um, if I take my eyes off him, like I did this morning when I was walking, I just... I found myself just, I was amazed at how much gum is on the sidewalk in Hawthorne. It's like, it's all over the place. Um, I'm even more amazed at how many people don't keep it in their mouth. But, um, and then I had to remind myself, wait a minute, I, I'm really, I'm not focusing here. And so it's a discipline. You have to take your, your heart and your mind back and think about the things of the Lord. And then he begins to deposit and build up in you. And this is part of how your intimacy with God is built in that alone time. And so many times we get so busy with our day and with um, different responsibilities and work and, and obligations that you've made. And I know I've been guilty of this. I'll just wake up and go. And it's, it's lonely without the Lord once you've experienced him. It's... Um, when I don't spend time with him, I, I, I end up spending the day on my own. And I'm not talking about the good alone time, the solitude of being alone with God. I'm talking about just being out there without anything but myself. And that's not always a, a good thing. It's like the more I prioritize him, the more he gives back to me. And that's what happens during that alone time. I... Uh, 
This principle doesn't work just in tithing, but it, it works in other areas too. The more you give, the more he gives back. And that's not the reason I do it. It's a joy. It's, it's, it's I love the Lord and he loves me back. How much of us have, or how many of us have ever given your heart to someone that never, and never got anything back? Well, it, that doesn't happen with God. He's there for you, and he's with you. I'd like to uh, tell a little story uh, this evening, and it's about uh, a relationship that I had with a person, um, and uh, well, let's start from the beginning. Um, Jonathan, my son, uh, he got into a little trouble when he was younger, and, and uh, he was mandated to go through a, uh, an alcohol diversion class. And I, uh, I tried to get him enrolled in West L.A., but he came home complaining that every program that he went to in West L.A., all the guys were hitting on him. So I said, well, we've got to get you to a, a, a church, a, a Christian program, and, and I found one. Actually, Brother Caesar referred me to him. And I took him there, and I thought, you know, I really want to find out what this, uh, what this place is all about. I know it's a church, but I'd, I'd really like to get to know the people here. And, and so I introduced myself to the pastor, and um, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up doing some work at his house. And a friend of mine, uh, told me once, he said, if you really want to get to know somebody, work for him. And so I started off building a, a fence and then a planter box and a porch and then put siding all the way around, an outdoor kitchen, a deck over the top. I mean, I was there a year. I really got to know this guy. But, and the point of this whole story is I would try to outbless him. He would say, can you do this just a little bit? And then I would go this far. And then he would pay me more than what I asked him. And then I would do more over on this side. And then uh, I remember one time I told him, uh, I really like that little giant ladder. And I was just making conversation. I wasn't trying to hand it around. And then the next day, there it is in, in the garage. And he bought me a post hole digger. And, and so it just, what I'm trying to explain here is we were trying to outgive each other. And it's like you can't outgive, just like you can't outgive God. And that builds intimacy. And I'm still very close friends with him to this day. Um, I'm going to take you through the word a little bit because I think that's very important. Um, so John 15, 12, and 13 said, This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that one lay down his life for his friends. A greater love is, getting, is putting yourself forward to serve. And there's an energy produced when, by the Holy Spirit that gives you that drive and initiative. Philippians 2, 3 through 5 says, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Being imitators of Christ, having a like-mindedness, uh, reflecting his character in your actions. This is what brings about intimacy between you and the Lord. 
Matthew 25, 35 through 40. It says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. And I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you invited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will ask him, Lord, when did we uh, see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or come to you? The king will answer to them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Being compassionate to others builds intimacy with God. Um, brings me to my next story. Uh, I still keep in touch with uh, some people um, that may not even go to church anymore or whatnot. Um, but I believe some relationships that we have or that God puts in our life, um, they're lifelong relationships, you know. Um, until he calls you to not be, I believe that's our responsibility and that we shouldn't neglect it. And I got a call the other day, and this is a person that um, he uh, had a Bible study. He, uh, um, he was a leader. He preached. He did love the Lord. Um, and then we go back and forth, and he goes through different seasons in his life. But he texted me the other day, I keep falling. And I believe that there are uh, some things that we do before, not really a prerequisite to intimacy, but things that we need to straighten out in order to develop an intimacy with God. Because um, there are things that can keep that from you. It can keep you distance from who God is and, and being able to commune and, and to fellowship with him. Revelation 2, 4 and 5 says, But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do not do the deeds you did at first. Or else I am coming and I will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. Remember where you came from. Remember how you used to serve and, and what you used to do. Do those things again. I, I believe it's do those things again and more. It's, it's not too late to do that. Repent. Turn back around. And as you turn back around, turn around and face who God has called you to be in Christ. Deuteron Deuteronomy 5, 7, and 8 says, You shall have no other gods before me, and you shall not make for you, for yourself, an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or in the earth below or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So it's saying, you know, put away those things that suppress your relationship. Put away those things that grieve the Holy Spirit. 
seek first the kingdom again. He is a jealous God, and that's not a jealous in a in a negative way. Excuse me, in a negative way, um, because the all-knowing God knows what's good for you. That's why He's jealous. He wants. It's not an arrogance. It's truth, and and He wants you to follow truth. Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Once again, it's calling us to remember. Remember who you are positionally in Christ. You're seated in heavenly places. And it's these are some of the things that I think uh, that we need to pay attention to in order to have an intimate relationship with God. One last quick story, and, and this is about another person that uh, was in my Bible study years ago, and he said, Phil, I, I think I'm ready to, to have a Bible study. And I said, oh, I said, okay, um, have you been, you know, studying the Word? What is it, you know, the Lord has put on your heart to do? And he said, no, I have. He said, the only problem is I, uh, I work a lot, so I, I don't, I don't, uh, get to study as much as I would like to. And I said, well, um, study can come in a lot of different ways. I said, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Actually, the Bible said that. I was just repeating. But I was reminding, reminding him that there are, and I referred him because you can hear a lot of stuff on the radio, but um, I referred him to some really solid teachers, and, and we began to listen to them together in the morning when, when we would both take off to our job sites or wherever wherever we were going, and we would listen to the same messages, and then we would call each other through the day and confer with, you know, did you hear this or that? And I began to see him grow so much just because he was feeding on the word. And John 3.30 says, he must increase, I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. When we surrender our will to his will, he takes over, and a genuine kingdom work starts to take place. It's just not a function or just something you're doing. It's, it's a desire, and you get excited about the Lord. You can't help but want to serve God in the body of Christ. And so these are three stories that um, came to mind when I was trying to develop and to think about what to say about intimacy with Christ. And these are the three things is you, I believe um, that you have to draw close and be intimate. It's kind of reflected in the first story. Um, there's some things that you need to get, um, get right in your life, which was reflected in the second story. And in the third, um, it's just to be in the word and to walk according to what the Word of God says to walk in accordance with. Um, it's huge. You, you can direct your life. It's, it's relevant for today. And, and it's such a blessing to be able to walk that way. So the message tonight is about intimacy with Christ. Um, there's some benefits. And I wrote down some benefits. And I'm not getting paid to deliver this message or trying to sell you something for my own benefit, but the benefits are all yours. Well, actually, they're yours and mine. 
but the benefits are there because you may ask, what is beneficial about having an intimate relationship with God? And people have actually asked me that before. Born-again Bible-believing Christians have asked me that. You know, um, isn't it enough that we do this, that, and the other thing? I'm okay. And I, I really believe that the stronger your intimate relationship with God, the more confidence you'll have in enduring a trial that comes along. Because if a trial comes along and you're not built up in the Lord, all you have left is the trial. Um, a mature intimacy with Christ gives you a perspective that extends beyond the temporal. You know, we're here just a short time. It's, uh, we're really here only a vapor. I mean, even if the Lord, somebody uh, from high school called me and asked me, Phil, do you still think, uh, do you think we're in the end times? I said, yeah. I said, uh, uh, even if the Lord doesn't come back for a thousand years, we're in the end times because in light of eternity, a thousand years is nothing. Um, but it's, it's just important that we're ready um, and have an eternal perspective and live our life as if um, our last day is tomorrow. Inti intimacy, I believe also, this another benefit, last one that I'll mention, is that it completes the relationship that fills the void that so many people feel fill with, with false satisfaction. And, um, and I'm not just talking about in the world. I'm talking about we see it in the church, too. You know, people that love the Lord, but they're struggling so much with this, that, or the other thing. And I'm not making light of any struggle or anything that's going on by any means. All I'm saying, if you have an intimate relationship uh, with God, the way that we're describing, um, you, you're going to fill that void that was created for him in the first place. And you're going to walk above the circumstances that you're going to, that you're going through because you're going to go through it, um, regardless. So we were created for intimate fellowship with God. And I hope that you please don't get stuck on minor details or insignificant issues that distracts you from your eternal purpose. You know, I, I hear people say, oh, well, so-and-so did this, you know, but, you know, um, toss that out, you know. This talk is to encourage your relationship, your, in, uh, your personal and intimate relationship with God, to give meaning and depth and substance to who you are, to help you embrace the life that God has given you and to fulfill a purpose that's if, if there was no purpose, there would be no problem. But the creator of the universe wants to have an intimate relationship with you. Now, you may have agreed with what I'm saying, but actually, I, and I'm not trying to be harsh, I'm just saying that's really not enough just to agree with what I'm saying. And I was watching a podcast the other day, Francis Chan, gave a good illustration, I thought it was great. He, and I'm kind of paraphrasing it because I don't remember it word for word, but the point was, he said that the churches in America are great at memorization, but really lacking in application. In other words, 
memorizing the word and knowing what the word says and coming to church, but not really doing what the word says or walking it out. And the illustration he used, I thought was pretty good. It was uh, about a parent that was trying to get uh, their, their child to clean their room. So he calls the child and he goes, Johnny, I want you to clean your room right now. And so Johnny goes into his room, the parent goes off and does whatever. Dad comes back, Johnny comes out of the room. He goes, well, Johnny, did you clean your room? And he said, well, Dad, I memorized exactly what you said. You said, Johnny, I want you to clean your room right now. And I even went one step further, Dad. I went online and I signed up for an online class on how to clean your room, a five-week class on how to clean your room. But did you clean your room? No, you didn't clean your room. You see, um, this is where we, we talk a lot about intimacy and spending time with God and, and allowing him to take over. But um, I just know in my own personal life, I have to really discipline myself to focus on that. This talk was given because I, I see a need for us to develop and increase our level of intimacy. Um, it shouldn't be a last resort to pray about it. Uh, I believe it's because our connection is so weak sometimes that it's our, it's our natural sin nature that we try to seek help other than with God. But if we had an intimate relationship with God, that would be the first person that you run to. Too many church people walking around with lack in their intimacy with God. Like I said, even people in the church addicted to this, that, sexual deviance, misconduct, divorce, abuse, um, you name it. It's, it's not much different than the world, but it can be. And I've only mentioned a few ways that we can achieve or get connected more to God. And it's my hope and my prayer that we can all mature and build and take the time to do just that. You'll be amazed if you put forth a little effort. You'll be amazed at how God will meet you where you're at. I, uh, I'm so convinced that I personally need, and I've been trying to every day, uh, I want to develop, I, I want to, uh, if you have any questions, let's put it this way. If you have any questions about how to be intimate with God, and I'm not saying that I know everything because I definitely don't, but I, I definitely can tell you what I've experienced with God. I'll be at Doc Weiler Beach Lifeguard Station 54 on Monday evening. Not for a Bible study. Bible studies on Tuesday. Not for a prayer because prayer is on Wednesday, although we, I am going to be praying. Um, it's not a service. I just want to build a fire, worship the Lord, and practice with others, if you show up, um, uh, intimacy with God. And if nobody shows up, that's okay, because I'm going to be there having a great time being intimate with my God. I want to leave you with a promise. It's found in James 4.8, very clear and concise. And it says, draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. Father, I, I just thank you for the opportunity to share what was on my heart this week and um, thank you for allowing me to be able to see. <laughs> You're just a wonderful God, Lord. We love you and we praise you. We 
magnify your name, and we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.